Hey, what's going on out there? How y'all doing today? Welcome to Let's Talk on Real Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the House. And I hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. And happy Monday to each and every one of you. <laughs> All right. Well, being that it's Monday and it's the second day of the week, what are we going to talk about today? Because it's Monday Madness. And I have some things we need to talk about. <laughs> some of them are a continuation from um, Friday's show, and others are just things I ran across as I was surfing and researching over the weekend. So we'll get to those in a moment. First, though, let me tell you how you can be a part of the show, because you know what? I like to hear from each and every one of you, because um, you do have some very, very interesting um ideas, opinions, points of view that you do share with us on a daily basis. And I love it. I really do. So the easiest way for me to hear what you have to say and for those listening to the show, 347-838-8622 is the number. One thing you got to do is just pick up your phone and call in. Of course, now, let me tell you, that's not a free call for your cell phone users that, users that have to watch your minutes during the daytime. I can't do anything about that. All right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me go on to clarify that now. I can't do anything about that. But if you have minutes, you know, it just don't matter. Three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. You press the number one on your keypad, and then what happens? You get to talk live with me, Mister Talk, and my esteemed panel that assist me in, in having great conversations. Um, another way is you can email me at Eric Let's L E T S talk at gmail.com. Um, you can email me before, during or after the show. I'll get back with you. I promise I will. Um, another way is the chat room, which is always open whenever we're doing a show, unless there's technical difficulties that I can't control. But today, the chat room is open. So one thing you have to do is just log in to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. And uh, hey, just log in. If you log in as a guest, you can see what's being said. That's about the size of it. However, if you log in with a username, you can comment, participate in the conversation, and all those good things that come along with that. Okay? So those are all the ways you can participate in the show. And I do look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. Um, let's see what else we have. You know, we have some clips we're going to play for you today, um, which are very interesting clips. They're not that long. I think the longest one is like, what, 11 minutes, 25 seconds. And it's not that long at all. However, it does, um, they do go with what the conversation is going to be, um, based around the day. So, and, to keep me from messing up the explanation of, of a lot of it, I chose to get clips, to play some clips that uh, would help you understand what we're talking about. <laughs> All right. So um, I have a song of the day for you. Of course, I'm not going to play that to the end of the end of the show. Yeah, I decided I'd play that at the end of the show today. I don't feel like playing it before the end. <laughs> <laughs> all right so with all that being said let's get it on y'all let's talk okay so the olympics have ended um and of course you know the united states 
have won, you know, won the most medals, and everybody is whoop, whoop, whoop. But how many of you out there are like me? You know, just like, okay, it was the Olympics, all right, so what? Yeah, you know, it seems as though the Olympics has lost some of its luster. Or maybe we just, some of us are just getting older, and it's just not that important to us any longer to see a bunch of, you know, youngsters out there running around, you know, uh, doing what they choose to do, being youngsters. Because I remember growing up watching the Olympics. I used to want to watch the um, track and field and boxing and, of course, basketball, you know. Yeah, those were the three things I wanted to watch. And now, you know, the only thing I really want to see is – the end of the track, you know, the four by 100, four by 400 meters, what have you. And I'd rather watch the women basketball than the men basketball. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. Of course, the men didn't have a soccer team, so that was out. The women's soccer team, they got put out in the semifinals round. So where's the excitement about the Olympics? You know, we, we seem to not – they seem to have lost some of the luster. Um, of course, this year they were in uh, Rio, Brazil, and um, of course they put on this great. There was this great spectacle, the opening ceremonies and the closing ceremonies. Um, they, I think they did an outstanding job of staying away from the main problems that were are plaguing Brazil right now with the poverty and the homelessness and the um, unstable government that they have. So I think they did a good job of hiding hiding that. Of course, though we you know <laughs> you have Ryan Latte. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Isn't that the swimmer? Yeah, Ryan Latte, um, who came up with this story about how he gotten robbed and so forth and so on and created this big issue come to find out in his words he said he over over exaggerated okay that's what he says now on the street we call that lying okay you just straight up lied now, i don't know why you did it but you lied okay um i read today where he finally lost a sponsor a speedo sponsorship like you know, who really wears speedos besides swimmers? And let's be honest, you know. So, I, <laughs> uh, but anyway, but you know what I found out? The guy's thirty-two years old. Thirty-two years old. Wow. You know that just makes it even worse that you would just create a big lie to cover that you got drunk and you just tore up some stuff and you just didn't want to admit it. Now, another interesting part about that story is, did you know this would never have been a story except um, there was a reporter from um, Australia, I think it was Australia, that just happened to be in the right place at the right time when his mother got on the, the um, a bus that they traveled, was traveling through, and you know they were helping her, and she told the reporter that... Um, her son had just been robbed. So that's how the story got put out. Other than that, we would never know what was, we would never known anything about it. But another interesting thing is, after he set up this great elaborate lie, he got on a plane and came back to the United States and left his teammates that were with him back there to handle all this stuff. 
But I tell you, these athletes these days, I tell you, boy. Oh, <clears throat> of course, now they, they've been let go. And, um, of course, they have to take some money and donate to some charity or something, some little mess like that. And, you know, it's just it's crazy. I'm like, wow, all this going to be in the void. He said, I was, okay, I got too drunk. I tore up something. You know, and, and handle it that way. Don't don't start a lie, and then you come back and <laughs> you have to continue to create stuff to cover up something that you did before. That was just just outrageous. Yeah, just outrageous. And yes, he lied. He lied. He lied. He lied. Guess fourteen forty one. Welcome to the show. All right. So Wesley, I see you, and Triple One, I see you as well. Um. So. I just wanted to get that out there. You know, the Olympics are over with. So now what's what's going to um, – um, what what word am I looking for here? What is going to um, defer or deter, our, you know, keep our attention away from what's really going on? Of course, you know, this is August. Uh, what, the third week in August? One, two, three. Well, actually, the fourth week in August. All right, the fourth week in August. November is is fast approaching, and uh, y'all know what happens in November. We have this election for the figurehead of this country, and the closer we get, the more rhetoric we hear about it, you know, from each each one of them. Um, of course, Trump is out there. He's trying to uh, gather or convince the black community to vote for him. And um, Hillary is out there now. She's saying that Colin Powell told her it was okay to use the servers. And, uh, dude, really, let's be honest. Do we really care? Do we, at, at this point in time, at this point in time, do we really care about Hillary Clinton and these servers and these emails and what have you? Do we really care? Is it really that important to us anymore? And then on the other side, Trump. I mean, we know we have these two individuals running to be the figurehead of this country. We know this. Okay, so you have Trump, and the more he opens his mouth, the more it seems as though he puts his foot in it. Okay, Hillary, she just needs to shut up because no matter what she do. The other side is going to keep riding this, this email thing. It's, they're going to get as much out of it as they possibly can. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. Um, we already know she's pimping um, the black community. Donald Trump trying to, is trying to get into it, and he has this black pastor on his side, um, Scott. I think that man, that's his name, Scott. But anyway, and... Um, <laughs> You know, this cat, he, you know, he, he's interesting. I, I got to say, I'm going to play a clip here in a little while when he, he's going back and forth with um, a guy named Bakari. And it's some of the things that are said in this exchange that just makes you shake your head. And like, what the heck are we in for? Just what are we in for? Um, but we'll get to that in a moment. So if you're like me, an independent, you know, not affiliated with either side, no side whatsoever, you know, I, I'm I'm I done said it before, and I'm gonna say it again. I'm just gonna keep my hand in my pocket. <laughs> I am, I'm keeping my hands in my pocket because this here, this thing they call a national election is not. 
But before I get into playing these clips and we get into this um, this thing, oh, and, and Friday we talked about a little bit about this voting rights thing, and we 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 kind of got into a heated discussion about it. You know, why does it have to be renewed every twenty five years, so forth and so on? Well, I'm gonna play a couple of clips. Well, I'm gonna play one clip in particular to explain what's going on with that, and um, then we're gonna have a little minor conversation on that because actually. Everyone that spoke uh, about the voting rights or what have you Friday technically was correct. All right. I'm going to say that. Technically, they were correct. Um, This thing about Section 4, Section 5, and Section 2, that what makes it a little uh, confusing, I guess you can say, as far as as this Voting Rights Act thing and why it has to be – also, we are bringing a little light onto the scene as far as this voter ID movement that that um, was, I guess to say, forcefully or, or that that took off in 2012, requiring certain IDs to be certain individuals to have certain individuals to have certain IDs before they'd be able to um, to actually cast a, a ballot. So the, we're going to get to that, all right, because I know a lot of you still, y'all, y'all still kind of confused about that because as I got off the show, I'm like, man, okay, I'm, uh, that kind of confused me a little bit. So I had to go and do a little research, and I found a, a clip that's pretty good, pretty good at explaining what, what happened and, and what took place. So we're going to play that as well. It's only like 10 minutes. So, but anyway, before we get to that, I found on the internet, on actually on one of my Facebook pages, um, there was a memorandum for record. Now, all, all of you who are familiar with the military, you know, when certain things are beginning to happen, um, they send out memorandums, you know, and memorandum for record is to have it in file to let you know it's about to happen and what um, material you're going to need to um, complete the mission. Well, I found one online that said that um, certain troops were to begin training for martial law for the implementation of martial law. Okay. And this, this came out of Fort Carson, Colorado. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to get it. And it actually, it actually had, um, unit names, you know, the range and everything where it was supposed to be taking place. Um, and before I say before I brought it to you, I was gonna have to go and check. I, I I did. I had to go and check, make sure these number one, this was legitimate. Period. Number two, the units were legitimate. Uh, the places mentioned were legitimate, and uh, and and you know a couple other things. So what did I find out? Huh? Well, <laughs> uh, Fort Carson is in Colorado. All right. And and now I'm going to read you. Make sure make sure you get a pencil and paper so you can write you can write these units down. All right. And you can do like I do. Go to the Fort Carson military page and you can look up each one of these units. 
Okay, I'm not I'm not just going to tell you something I haven't looked up and, and, and checked out myself. Now, the only suspect unit that they had on here that I saw was the 423rd Transportation Company. All right, because from when I found uh, the last valid entry that they had on there about this unit was in 2006. Okay. Now, that's not to say that they don't they no longer exist. But they they may have fallen under a different name, and nobody bothered to go back and um, update the information. But I'm gonna give you these units now. Um, the First Striker Brigade Combat Team. Okay, that's Striker S T R Y K E R Brigade Combat Team. First Infantry Brigade Combat Team. Fourth Sustainment Brigade. Fourth Combat Aviation Brigade, <laughs> the 759th MP Battalion, the 10th Combat Support Hospital, and of course we just talked about the 423rd Transportation Company. Now, um, on this memorandum, it had these units named, the unit names, okay, and it also had how many soldiers um, each unit were, was to provide for this training. I think I have a picture of it on on my um, uh, on the show um, video slide slideshow. So I, I know I do. In fact, so take a look at that because all this information is there. So I added it up, and it came to a total of two thousand two hundred and fifty-five soldiers that are supposedly getting ready to train in to start in September at Fort Carson, Colorado. All right. Now, apparently there are already Russian soldiers, you know, already in the United States at Fort Carson and, and they're, they're, they're training. You know, of course there are other foreign troops there as well. Um, now, and, and the reason why I found it interesting because there's not often that you take and, and you find a memorandum like that posted anywhere on Facebook because the memorandum is an official document, okay, in military terms. So for it to be posted like that, it was very interesting. It really was. And I, that's why I had to post it after I had to do my um, as much research as I could on it to find out whether these units were actually legit. And all these units are fall, fall right under the command, of, you know, of 4th Infantry Division, um, Fort Carson, Colorado. Now, so in a big picture, what does that mean? Does that give some validity to some of the things that we, we are constantly hearing about martial law and, um, you know, this, this new world order in the UN? Uh, I would have to say, yes, it gives some type of validity to it. Now, just me being me, I'm going to throw it out there. That's not to say that martial law is going to occur here in the United States. <laughs> okay, I had to get that out. However, however, you can go and look at the, the uh, memor memorandum for record um, on, the, on the slideshow yourself and, you know, copy, paste, or whatever you want to do and take a look at it for yourself. Um, I'm going to be digging a little bit deeper into it. Then when I, you know, the three days I spent looking into it, you know, I got a couple of feelers, feelers out uh, to see exactly what's really going on. But 
as of right now, it seems legit, y'all. It seems legit that for those that wanted some proof or, or you know wanted to, you know to see something to back up uh, what a lot of people are saying right now, there it is, right there for you, <laughs> right there for you. So um, that's it, man. <laughs> that's it right there. I, I can't say no more about it. Colorado, Fort Carson is a staging area. Um, Range 165, training site, Red Devil training site, gate 12. Now, see, I'm I'm giving you all the pertinent information right there. Range 165, Red Devil training site, gate 12. Hey. See, I'm not holding anything back. So if you want to know, there it is. Bam, boom, pow. It's all for you, baby. <laughs> it's all for you. All right. So check it out. And um, if you want to know more, send me an email and I give you the units again. And um, we can check it out together if you want to. <sighs> that that'll work. All right. So. You know, before I get into, I I, want to get back into this voting rights thing, but I want to get into Donald Trump as well. Um, I'll tell you what I'm about to do. Being that we had such a a, a great discussion on this voting rights thing, I'm going to play this clip on the voting voting rights act and you know, hope it gives a little clarity on it. Then we'll come back. I'm going to open the phone lines, triple one, I see you, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. Then we're going to move on to Donald Trump and um, Pastor Scott because they're <laughs> – man, I, I, I just – we'll get to that in a minute. Let's get to this voting right thing because I think as a people, we need to have some clarity as far as this Voting Rights Act and why it needs to be extended, why it has been extended, uh, what is the purpose of it being extended every 25 years, and why we need to continue to have it done. Like I, you know, we, we, we jumped on it a little bit Friday, so I want to continue that right now. All right, so without further ado, man, let me slide this, uh, this um, audio in here real fast. It's only 10 minutes long. You can sit long for that, right? All right, so we'll see you all in about 10 minutes. Hey guys, welcome to Hip Fuse History. We're hitting you up with the 1965 VRA. It's the Voting Rights Act, a monumental piece of legislation in American history that if you're in a U.S. history course, you better know about. And if you're just walking around, you should know about it anyway. So giddy up for the learning, guys. Let's go get her done right now. So before we get into the nitty-gritty of the VRA, the Voting Rights Act, which is going to fundamentally change the relationship in federalism in terms of how the federal government is going to have oversight into elections to protect minorities. But of course, this all starts with the 15th Amendment. We'll read the words for you really quick. The right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. The Congress shall have power to enforce this article by appropriate legislation. 
So those are the words. And Congress is going to take immediate action. In the 1870s, they passed what's called the Enforcement Acts, giving themselves that right to make sure that there's going to be federal oversight to make sure that African Americans vote. And it worked for a little while. They did for a little while. And then around 1875, the Supreme Court came out and they said, no, you don't have the right to do that. The Enforcement Acts are unconstitutional, really kind of ripping the teeth out of Congress's ability to enforce the 15th Amendment. So immediately after that, we're going to get basically from 1888 to 1908, every southern state passing Jim Crow laws. These Jim Crow laws are specifically denied to make sure that black people aren't going to vote. You have things like the literacy test. You have property requirements. You have poll taxes where you have to come up with money to vote. And then they even had something called the grandfather clause, where if you could show that your grandfather voted, you could be exempted from the other restrictions. What are you talking about? I'm talking about what was going on in the South. And this basically means that African Americans are totally wrote out of the political system. And of course, it's going to stay like this until the civil rights movements of the 1950s. That's another video, civil disobedience and the sit-ins and the core rides, all that stuff is all groovy and great. But what that's eventually going to do is get the federal government to take action. There's a couple of theses I'll share with you. One of them is, is kind of like the government's kind of like, you know, standing on the people, the people are fire. And the government, even if it really wants to do something, they're kind of slow to do things. But if you get enough people to light fires, eventually it's going to reach the feet of the federal government. They're going to have to put their hands down to do something. And that happens with the Eisenhower administration in the 1950s. Of course, the Eisenhower administration is Republican. We have to remember that this is a different political landscape back then. Mainly Democrats in the South, Southern Democrats, oppose civil rights. They're standing on the principles of states' rights. They want segregation for the most part. They're against all of this. So it's a really a coalition of Republicans and Northern Democrats that are going to make all of this groovy stuff happen. And it happens twice, 1957 Civil Rights Act and the 1960 Civil Rights Act. Both of them are going to move the ball in the sense of at least giving the Attorney General the ability to sue these states if they're violating the 15th Amendment. So there's going to be a liability issue, and they're going to push it through the courts, which is kind of like pushing a stone through a straw. It doesn't work really well. So we're going to keep getting civil rights action and civil rights movement, culminating with the I Have a Dream speech in 1963 in August in Washington, D.C. I have a dream that we're going to pass the 1964 Civil Rights Act, which is going to not affect voting that much, but not that much. It's really dealing with discrimination in public accommodations like restaurants and hotels and all that kind of jazz. But immediately after the passage of the 1964 Civil Rights Act, Johnson is kind of talking to his advisors about going after voting rights. And a lot of his advisors are telling him, now's not the time. All right. If we lose Southern Democrats, if they're so mad at you that they don't support your great society programs, Medicaid, and Medicare, and all this jazz, then you're going to go down the tubes, brother. So Johnson kind of backs away from it a little bit, and then things on the ground start changing, namely interest groups like the Southern Christian Leadership Council with Martin Luther King and SNCC, the uh, SNCC, um, more of a northern turning militant group almost at this point. And even guys like Malcolm X are going to go down south to try to get voters to register. It's in Selma where these forces clash with the sheriff, Jim Clark, very famous footage, basically not letting these guys register to vote. It ain't going to happen. I don't care who says what. Martin Luther King shows up, gets arrested. This is where he writes his famous letter from a Selma jail, which is published in the New York Times, which kind of goes to another thesis idea that if you spread the message, it's kind of like stink, don't stink until it's in your backyard. And when people see you know, the sheriff beating these people down, they see Martin Luther King getting arrested. They read his words about voting rights in the New York Times. 
Stink, don't stink until it's in the New York Times. There's more pressure now in the Johnson administration, and they say, okay, we're going to start moving on this. And then Jimmy Lee Jackson gets killed in Selma in a skirmish kind of uh, protecting his mother. A cop shot him, and that really is what's going to push these groups over the edge, which are going to march from Selma to Birmingham to make sure they're going to register voters. This is where we have that famous conflict on the bridge where the protesters are tear gassed. This is Bloody Sunday. You can see some of the horrible footage right behind me right there. And this is going to be kind of it for Johnson. Johnson's going to go on TV. He's going to address the nation and uh, basically say that now is the time. We need a Voting Rights Act to protect these people. And within two days, Congress has the bill written. So let's take a look at the bill, and then we'll say goodbye. So there's a multitude of sections in the bill, but I just want to really explain kind of the three big pieces. The first is Section 2. That's the bad boy. That's the one that says it ain't going to happen no more. States, localities, you're not going to discriminate. In the original language, it was the intent that had to be proven. You had to intend they were discriminating, but they changed that um, a few decades ago to being result-orientated. So if you're doing something, whether it's putting a polling place in the middle of nowhere, or you're gerrymandering your district, you're drawing the congressional lines to make sure that the African Americans are split up or all grouped together to minimize the representation, or you're doing these literacy tests and you're doing them in unfair ways with poll taxes or whatever it might be, that's not going to happen anymore. We're going to shut that down. That's Section 2, and that applies to all localities across this country to this day. So if you can prove something, that the result of it has this discriminatory effect on voting, then you're not going to be able to do that. But then there comes kind of like the extra mustard. Right? Extra mustard, I don't know what that means. But in Section 5, I'm going to skip to Section 5, it says, there's some of you states out there that need a little bit of an extra kind of, you know, magnifying glass, and you know who I'm talking about. We're talking about these states that have discriminated in the past, and that's what Section 4 is for. Section 4 is for the formula that basically says if you meet these formula conditions, then we're going to have some extra oversight. So one of them was if you had any um, discriminatory laws already on the book you were enforcing in 64, you're going to go to Section 5. And then the other one was if a certain amount of your voters weren't registered or weren't participating, you're going to get this extra oversight. And one of those pieces of oversight is called preclearance, which means we don't trust you so much. So before you pass any state laws that are going to maybe have a voter ID bill or you're going to try to pass a new kind of literacy test or whatever it might be, you're going to have to go to a district court or you're going to have to go to the attorney general first. And then the federal government will pat you on the head and say, good boy, good girl, you can do that, or it ain't going to happen, Sam. So that's a huge, huge, humongous piece, not to mention they're going to be able to put federal observers into these districts to make sure we're keeping even a closer eye on them. And there's a couple other parts. They were later updated to include uh, making sure that we have bilingual ballots for people if they reach a certain percentage of the voting population um, for the blind, uh, yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, it's all about discrimination and making sure that the federal government's doing its job to enforce the 15th Amendment so states and localities aren't discriminating against their citizens. So isn't that dandy? Now I'm going to tell you why the bill is dead. 
So when the bill was renewed, it was renewed a few times in the 70s, Congress would write a new formula to kind of keep itself updated. But that didn't happen in 2006. The Voting Rights Act was renewed, but they didn't do anything in terms of the formula in Section 4. So what happened was in 2013, we have Shelby County versus Holder, which is a majority white district, I think Alabama, where they basically said, we don't want to have to go for permission anymore. We don't think that's constitutional. We have to remember in the original U.S. Constitution, states are given the ability to come up with their own rules for how they want to run elections. Of course, the 15th Amendment steps on that. But Shelby County is saying, we don't think this is fair anymore. And in a five to four decision, the court says, you're right, that Section 4 is outdated, that because Congress didn't update it, it just doesn't apply anymore. So while Section 5 is good, we should still be able to do this to bad states, you know, pre-clearance and make sure we're having observers there and such. But we're going to knock down Section 4. So without Section 4, there ain't no Section 5, baby. That's why the Voting Rights Act, as of now, is really a dead law. So, guys, what do you think? Do you think that the Voting Rights Act is still needed? Or was the Supreme Court right to say, that was a long time ago. We should just all move on. Leave your comments below. We always love when you do that. And if you haven't subscribed to Hipfuse History, I don't even want to look at you anymore. I'm just going to look over there because I can't make eye contact. How dare you? Just click oh. the stupid red button and go subscribe to Hipfuse History because it's the right thing to do. Go hook up, brother Rob. And make sure that you check out www.hipfuse.com where we have uh, hundreds of teacher tips and um, all kinds of fun goodies like an organized video arsenal. And you should go check that out. So thanks for watching, guys. We'll see you next time that you press my buttons. All right. There it was. <laughs> there it was right there. All right, so I hope that kind of uh, broke it down and explained it a little bit more to you. However, we do know that um, once the Supreme Court did um, rule the way they did, uh, that's when we had all these these uh, attempts for um, requiring certain type of uh, ID, a certain number of ID. And of course, redistricting in in different in, um, counties and things of that nature. So um, that is basically why the um, it has to be renewed. And uh, there's such a, a, a boo-ha-ha, I guess you could say, about it. Um, and I think it's still needed. I really do. Uh, yeah, we still we don't have the the um, poll tax or the literacy test or what have you. However, you know, in a very subtle way, you know, it's still um, parts of the country, um, certain political parties, entities, however you want to say it, that um, are still trying to impose certain restrictions to keep um, uh, minorities from. Um, turning out to vote. Uh, <laughs> now that's whether it's local or national. Okay, yeah. As I said before, you know I'm not a big national fan. Local, yes, I can see that, but it, it, it works both ways. Now we do know that it has been since um, the Supreme Court it has been um, it has been uh, extended to 2031, which is a good thing. But you still have uh, battles going on about this voter ID especially in in a lot of the southern states. And I think he made a good point that a lot of um, individuals fail to realize is uh, prior to 1950s, you know, the Republicans were the so-called black party and the Democrats were, you know, the, um, the dominant society's party. Now, how that eventually switched over, 
that's another story in itself. But that's what it is. And I think a lot of individuals, um, then they're just not aware of that. That was the situation back then. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. It's amazing the knowledge you can gain sometimes. But, yeah, so. That's that's what's where we are with this voter right. So as I was saying earlier the show before though some of you may may not have gotten here. Um, technically, uh, what uh, everybody said Friday regarding this thing was correct, you know. But it's a little tiny bits and pieces of it that still um, needs monitoring. And another thing is they. You'll never see them, okay? Because they do have these 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 groups that come out and monitor the voting that goes on, uh, whether it's statewide, uh, local, whatever, and not just within. It. Some of these groups are international, but you, and their purpose is to just to sit back and observe. That their, their job is not to interfere in anything, just to make sure that um. It's going the way it's supposed to. Everybody's treated fairly. You'll never see them, though, you, you know, because they blend in just so well. But you'll never see them. But that's another issue that I don't think a lot of individuals, individuals are aware of when it comes to um, voting. All right? So with that being said, let me bring this lady in because I did promise I'd get her in right after the video. So let me bring her in and get her take on, on what we're talking about so far. Welcome to the show, Miss Lady. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. How you doing, Mr. Talk? I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> oh, good. Well, you know, you brought up a number of different subjects, so um, I'm going to go. I'm going to make a comment on the uh, Olympics. Mm-hmm. You're right. I don't know too many, um, at least African Americans are all that interested in the Olympics. Now, they may be interested in the basketball game and the track, but that's pretty much it. I don't, you know, um, after seeing a documentary on what happened to the very impoverished town um, where they erected a lot of the housing for the Olympics, and it was just the... the, uh, Saddest thing, I really lost a lot of interest. My interest had decreased by at least 75%. But then after that, it decreased even more. Where they, There were very poor Brazilians, impoverished, who had been living in these towns where they erected, their grandparents erected their, their homes brick by brick. I mean, thousands of people. And the police came in, and they made the move, and they were protesting, and and that they were um, a lot of them were assaulted, they were battered up, put in jail, they raised those people's towns, displaced them, and they had nowhere to go. And some had been there, you know, for generations. Um, and this was to make room for, I guess, the Olympic villages or the housing uh, for the uh, for the for the uh, Olympic people, but. After that, I just really, it was so disheartening to see um, see that documentary. <laughs> um, and there were people, you know, civil rights lawyers, whatever, their organizations trying to help them. But, you know, money talks and, you know, they had the money and the power and the government behind the raising of these homes and towns. So there you go. Um, um 
in terms of the gymnastics, it was really, I did watch some of that. I love Gabby Douglas. I think she's phenomenal. Um, her body type uh, <laughs> is not the typical gymnast body type. She, uh, her growth wasn't stunted uh, nearly as much as a lot of the other uh, Olympians. She's taller than a lot of them. And I thought, so taking all that into consideration, I think she did a phenomenal job. Um, and let's see, what else? Well, the Voting Rights Act, well, you know what that's about. We know why it's still needed. Um, you know, they did a lot of machinations to prevent blacks from voting um, back when Bush was running, um, such as blocking off roads to voting sites, making it very difficult to get there. I know they had uh, historically had voting uh, booths at, on the college campuses. They took those away. A lot of college students didn't have transportation to go miles and miles away, and they were busy, you know, to vote. I mean, there's, you know, enacting all of these ID requirements. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's the same thing that it's always been. So what, you don't have to count. You don't have to come up with the right number of jelly beans in a jar in order to be able to vote, but they make it difficult. Um, let's see. What is the what is the third subject you hinted on? You talked about Obama Mossy. Well, yeah, some described <laughs> him as a child, as no, as a as a kid, uh, <laughs> and he's thirty two years old. Um, yeah, right. Um, so, you know, it goes how it goes. Um, I don't know what else to say, Mister Charles. <laughs> okay, well, I think you you said a whole lot right there. <laughs> and, okay. And, you know, with, with, uh, and speaking speaking of of the Olympics, you know, um, prior to the Olympics, there there has been a whole lot of political unrest in Rio, uh, as far as the president and, and stuff like that. So, uh, of course, that's not something that you'll get to see. Um, you know, when the national, you know, the world is, you know, there with the cameras. So, yeah, you know, I, I had a passenger in my car um, giving her a ride from the airport, and she was saying a lot of the, the, the citizens themselves didn't want the Olympics there, period, because they knew they weren't ready for them and they couldn't afford them. Of course, we know. Also, the, you they know, weren't going to benefit. The, they lied. You know, the poor people never benefited from that. They don't, they don't get any benefits. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and prior to this, you know, you had the scandal in within the Olympic Committee itself. So, yeah, it, I just, it was good, you know, <laughs> it, it was a, a nice distraction, but I think it's time to back to reality. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Lady. I do appreciate your comments as always. All right. Let me okay. bring, um, <laughs> Let me bring uh, Mr. Wesley into the conversation. Welcome to the show, hey. Wesley. What's going on? Hey, what's up, my brother and Miss Lady? Hey, 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 Mr. Talk. Uh, that thing yes, that sir. you talk about, that, that martial law. You say that that website is uh. Can you send that to me at wbwb five two at live dot com? Okay, shoot me an email, man. Send it to me in an email, and I'll I get it to you, all right? Well, what you at? Mr. Talk at uh, gmail.com or something? 
<laughs> See, that goes to show how many times y'all listen to these. Eric, let's L E T S talk at gmail dot com. I think okay. I said about eight hundred right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you did. But uh give right. your question, man, uh about uh from uh from last Friday that, that comment about what's going on in Louisiana, right? Okay. My one question is, where in the hell is Black Lives Matter, man? Okay, right then and there, that tell me that y'all was right by George Soros. They can't do nothing to George Soros. What they do, ain't that right? <laughs> ah, okay. I, I see where you're going now. Yeah, you, you're, you're talking about the video where the, the young black man got on there and asking where is Black Lives Matter. Um you know, where are they now that the black people really do need them? Where are they? Because he don't see them out there saving them with their boats or anything like that. Hey, it's just logical, man. You can look at it and see. Mm-hmm. I think that's an argument that has been made for a while now. And, of course, you know, you have the the, the, the um, individuals that would say, well, that's not what they're, they're standing for. Okay, well, that's fine. That's not what they stand for. them. You know, my theory on this thing is, if you say Black Lives Matter, this is a prime time, prime example to show, you know, just what it means to you. But, right. then again, as you say, as long as the money telling you what to do, then you can, you can only follow what the money is saying. I agree, <laughs> you to, they, 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 it's, they, it's they just played themselves into a corner, man. They just, they just made themselves look, sure enough, know that they bootleg. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. I, hey, then they're not you see for yourself. Hey, you know, hey, usually it play it plays out. It plays itself out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Without and a see, doubt. About yeah. this Olympic thing, man. See, I I'm under understanding now, man, like I told you before, black people getting used. You either got a scheme or a skill. And see, that whole sport thing ain't nothing but nicotainment, man. If you if you wanna make it into the uh white man or sanctuary, just be able to run after a ball. Sing and dance and play jokes, man. And that's all a distraction, man. I'm sick of this nicotainment stuff, man. So I they could take that Olympics in now. Even LeBron didn't even go. You know what I'm saying? That right there tell you that uh uh LeBron he he see what time it is, man. And 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 you uh you remember you heard what uh what her name Cam Newton said, right? No, I missed that. What did Cam say? Cam Newton say, far as he see, ain't no discrimination and no racism in America for black people, right? He came out with a statement uh, last week. Mm. That's what well, that's what Cam Newton say. He grew up down here in the dirty south in Atlanta. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, you know what? I, I, I was just gonna say it again. I think we had this conversation uh, a couple of weeks ago. Cam Newton is part of the slave um, plantation, the new slave plantation called the NFL. So what do mm-hmm. you think he's going to say? You know, he has the Cam Newton just coming off an MVP award, appearing in the Super Bowl. He's riding high right now. Why? You think they're going to let him mess that up? No, come on now. It's not going to happen that way. So, but he's entitled to he's entitled to his um own opinion. Now, if anybody should know, Cam should know with all the all the, the the stuff he went through to get to where he is now. But in a lot of cases, you know, sometimes we forget what, where we come from or what we had to go through to get to where I'm. Because to him, he's probably saying, "Well, you know, I've made it. 
I'm living the so-called American dream now, so I'm good. So, no, I don't see it. Of course you don't. <laughs> you know, it's called selective selective amnesia. So, until I mean, like it, 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 it is what it is. Huh? Until something like that hit him in the head. Remember, you know that dude, Brian Dumbo. You know him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, he, he, he was just like the same thing. Who Negro? By the police. But he, just right before Ali's funeral, okay, uh, Brian Gumbo got on uh, on the internet uh, uh, and said, now he see what black people really been growing to. Because he growing up, Brian Gumbo used to live in Chicago right next to Farrakhan, okay? And so that's what Brian Gumbo uh, 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 from Chicago. But when his son got jacked uh-huh. up by the police, he got on, uh-huh. on, on the internet crying, man. He was crying. You <laughs> see what it feel like being a, a no grow. You see what I'm saying? Uh huh. Well, hey, hey, eventually your eyes open, or you just continue to walk around sleep. That that's just the bottom line. All right, thanks, Wesley. Let me bring um Pianc in. Oh, that's All right. Welcome to the show, Pianki. What's going on, man? What's going on, Eric? Hey, just another lovely day in the neighborhood. Oh, you out in the wind. I keep hearing all this noise. The noise never come until you show up, Pianki. So maybe you need to check what you're doing. No, so anyway, I was, uh... Pianki, what do you have to say? You always got to complain about something. Come on. No, I'm well, not I in the wind. I, I don't understand your analogy that professional athletes or athletes period or slaves and somebody made reference to how the people in Rio is treated in that other country but here in the United States in Atlanta the 1996 Olympics hell they are rounded up Fulton County Commission Pay for one-way tickets, and the mayor to put the homeless on buses and get them the hell out of the city in preparation for their Olympics. Round them up like mm-hmm. bags of trash. And okay. Ran them out. Yeah, that's not surprising. That's not surprising. Well, it did happen, and people make reference of what goes on in other countries. And I was kind of surprised that they would choose Rio anyway because of what goes on in other countries. And I'm very appreciative of the uh, Olympics myself, especially this one. You've seen black women perform very, very well, especially those that ran for, for Jamaica. And I root for Jamaican athletes whenever I have opportunities to I think uh, is that you breathing like that? No, that's not me, Yankee. <laughs> but I, I really mute yourself quickly. Say what now? Mute yourself. You got a lot of background noise going on. Never mind. Go ahead, Yankee. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just saying I I've always cheered for Jamaica athletes, especially in their competitions and their runners, because uh, it's such a tiny country and it's able to do so much. And I appreciate mm-hmm. uh, what you saying. Both made reference to that if 
they wanted to do any documentaries on him or any interview, they got to come to Jamaica and spend money with the uh, props and logistics and so forth that they would need to put up in order to make that happen. And I don't know what else she was talking about. Oh, we was talking about voting. Yes, voting. I'm waiting to get my letter. I'm waiting to get my letter in the mail to let me know I'm okay to vote in uh, this November election. But other than that, Eric, how you been doing? And by the way, <laughs> what is your reference to the athletes are slaves? I hear people say, what are you just jealous that these athletes are doing so well, either academic? I guess these college athletes are slaves also. Come on now. Well, my grandson and, played after, My and, grandson and, played sports. You know what? We, he's you know, we no went through, thank you. We went through this uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I don't care how we explained it. You came up with the same thought process, so I'm, I'm not going to get into that again with you. That's a good try, though. But I'm thank not going to get into thank it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm blaming you. Know, you I mean, what sometimes you, you do, get in. What you can what you can do is go back and listen to the show, and then maybe that'll help you understand a little bit better. But I'm not getting into that today with you. Well, I don't blame <laughs> you. There's no need wasting good time. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, uh, voting rights, though, but did you listen to the clip? Did it help you understand what we're talking about? I even came back and said that, you know, everything everybody said Friday was correct. It's just the little technical parts of it that that stands out that had to, that, um, uh, what word am I looking for? That requires it be um, looked at over so many years. Now, the Supreme Court, when the Supreme Court ruled against um, Section 4, I think section it's section five. four, section five, section four, section five, and because they ruled against it because they said there was a certain formula used in the 1930s that basically was outdated in today's society. When you look at it in today's society, you know what that is, okay. don't you? No, tell me why it is. Because many of these areas where these things went on, which I agree were were uh, illegal. Those right. areas now are way majority black. Yeah. And so if blacks are in the majority, they should be controlling somewhat the okay. instruments we'll that we'll instruments that need we'll to be see. that's put in place in order to assure that people well it's not like the police departments in these communities, yeah, these all black communities. Yeah. Blacks are a pan White police to kick their butt. So uh, <laughs> yeah, but see, and and that's that's one of the keys right there is you have like you say all these these black communities, but you have nothing but a bunch of white folk on the election committee, you know, the political committee. So where does where does that leave it? So well, yes, it, when it comes down to districting, when it comes down to districting, well, we I already know. We already know they redistrict so often. Depending they don't on what, redistrict what, uh, so often. They redistrict every, after they every do. census. They, they redistrict more than that. <laughs> see, I, see, they I, see, there you go. You play. You want to play now. But why? They redistrict. Why? Well, wait a minute. Well, why you know you want, keep breaking in on me. You want to put words like you're scared of me to say what I got to say. It's not a gun. 
And I'm giving you I'm some of what you give me. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm just talking too. Yeah. No, <laughs> redistricting comes on after the census. They had a redistricting here in, in Missouri after the 2010 census. And the uh-huh. redistricting commissions, you have representatives from both parties in equal numbers. Yeah, but the redistricting never breaks down equally. Never. What do you mean it and never breaks always, down equally? Because it's always it's never in favor of the minority group. It's always in favor of the the, the uh, majority group. Well, that's not always. true. It, it, because yes, it it's is. in favor of the well. Each district, each congressional district, is supposed to be according to the Constitution, supposed to be apportioned oh, to the number of population. Now it used to be thirty thousand. I don't know what it is now. So the first congressional district, which is held here by uh, Lacey Clay. It should be drawn where you have about 30,000, and it may be more than that now. I'm not mm-hmm. sure, but at one time, according to the Constitution, that each congressional district should have at least 30,000 people in it. It may be a little bit more, maybe 300,000. I'm not sure, but it has something to do with that multiple of the uh, power of 10 three times. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well. And every okay. ten years, when they when they do a census, and mm-hmm. you know you count the people. Every, every how many years? You, every ten years. Next census in three years from now. Twenty twenty. They do a census. I don't think it's every ten years, is it? Constitution calls for it every ten years. No, we, I forgot. The, you the Constitution man. I don't know. I'm have to go and look. I don't think so. But I'm going to look anyway. You know, I, I have to look it up. But okay, I'm gonna yeah. take your word every ten years. Okay, go ahead. Well, that's all I wanted to say. That's all you asked. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? You're not you're not adding any extra? Oh my goodness, what's really going on? All right, so, all right, so we we, we talked about to say I'm acting white because I'm trying to be smart. Come on, Eric, you ain't supposed to be like I that. I didn't say that. You you feeling guilty or something? No. Okay then, because I didn't say it. <laughs> but I think those numbers are correct. You can't, can't recall everything. You know how that goes. Yeah. Okay. I I, I go and check it out. But um, I I want to play a couple of clips now, and these clips are in reference to this great election that we got coming up here, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Um, and it's dealing with Trump. Uh, one that says, um, what Trump is asking. Uh, the black community, what do you have to lose? You know, That's a good one question. Has, <laughs> and uh, another one, no, shush. And another one, um, and I'm going to run them together because the first one is like 54 seconds, and the second one is like 11 minutes, uh, where uh, Pastor Scott, Daryl Scott, you know, the guy who gave this great speech so um, at the Republican convention, him and this guy named Bakari are having a, a conversation regarding Trump. And when we come back, we're going to discuss that. All right, so take your notes, Pianke, all right? Yeah, that's Article (laughs) 1, Section 2, Clause 3, that tells you about how how many people are allowed to one representative and how often it's done. Okay, Okay, I'm taking my notes. All right, and as we know, we we know um, numbers can be juggled and joshed. Okay, but anyway, all right, y'all, here go the clips. And um, we see y'all in about 12 minutes.
No group in America has been more harmed by Hillary Clinton's policies than African Americans. No group. No group. If Hillary Clinton's goal was to inflict pain on the African American community, she could not have done a better job. It's a disgrace. Look, what do you have to lose? You're living in poverty. Your schools are no good. You have no jobs. 58% of your youth is unemployed. What the hell do you have to lose? Uh, back now with Pastor Terrell Scott, a Trump supporter, and Bakari's in this corner. <laughs> we in the, had Don in King. the blue corner. <laughs> Bakari Sellers in the red corner. Uh, we've got Pastor Daryl Scott. But seriously, so uh, I thought a, uh, a good question that you answered somewhat, but I think you guys were kind of talking over each other. Do you feel any obligation as an African American to talk about the issue of um, criminal justice reform or anything like that? Actually, when we have a lot of. When you're up on that stage tonight. Well, on the stage, no, they give you a certain amount of time, and they tweak what you're going to say, and I had to stay on point. The one thing I didn't want to do was deviate from what they asked me to do. They asked me to do what I did, and I did it. But that but wasn't some of the my platform spoke to about try. That. That was, maybe that was part of their format. I wasn't there for that purpose. But I will say this. We've had a number of meetings with Mr. Trump, and in those meetings we discussed issues that are germane to the African-American community. You know, we've discussed Black Lives Matter with him. We've discussed police shootings what way back say? in last November. You know what, what he said? He said something I thought was very insightful from him. And this was uh, almost a, uh, close to a year ago. He said, I wonder why the police are shooting to kill rather than shooting to wound if they feel that the use of deadly force is necessary. And so we had that discussion with him, and I thought it was very insightful for him to say that, that if you feel the deadly force is necessary, why shoot the kill? Shoot the wound. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, if you feel deadly force is necessary, you use deadly force. But I think even more importantly, I, I, I mean, I, the, the, but the problem is... what I said don't make sense. It does make sense. The problem that I think every, we have... Every crime does not require death. Well, I... So I don't defense, say that. Isn't that, okay, isn't that, isn't that the whole reason of, of, uh, I mean, of Black Lives Matter? That that's my, I think that's the point that you we're, that we're saying. I mean, if, you, if you're going to use deadly force, use deadly force. But my point of the So you're my saying point that is, the police should kill my, black people? Not at all. What okay, I'm actually, well, what did you just let say? Him say I'm actually telling you, I think African Americans deserve the benefit of their humanity. And I don't think that there needs to be any shooting whatsoever. I think that the fact that they need to de-escalate the situation. Because you have people like that. necessary. You, and it, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that you have incidents like Dylan Roof, for example. I, I, that is the clearest example I can point. Who just murdered nine people who the officers knew was strapped. And they pulled up on him and they arrested him without incident. But you have Alton Sterling, who was selling CDs, had been selling CDs before, who ended up dead. I mean, this goes on and on and on. But my challenge is not just to you by any stretch because, you know, it takes a lot to go up there in front of 20 million people and deliver a speech and knock it home and have people cheering and chanting your name. But I just think we have a responsibility that's larger than that because I think that there has to be a message about how you uplift communities for people of color. That's all I'm saying. That might be true, but tonight wasn't tonight. Today. That's fair. And that's, that's, that's fair. But if you can, if you can, if you can promise us, the purpose of the platform. If we can move and on. with me pastoring a church and knowing about having crowds and having someone and giving somebody the microphone and asking them to do a specific duty, 
You don't take advantage if you can, of that. If you, you can do, promise us, if you can you promise us that there's going to be a plan for criminal justice reform, if there's going to be a plan where you re where you reinvigorate and pump economic stimuluses into, no, into urban communities, talk, if you can do that, because we haven't seen that yet. We've okay, talked to Mr. here's Trump my about this. He's here's, talking about actually, he's talking about providing tax incentives for. Um, Here's uh, businesses the thing. to locate, relocate to the inner city. Here's the thing. When you hear, when you, we've heard from so many speakers that have come out there that said, you know, blue lives matter. Of course blue lives matter. We right. know that. Um, but they think that one, it's mutually exclusive, that if you say black lives matter, then you mean blue lives don't matter. Then you mean other lives don't matter. You know and what I would say? Black lives matter, too. Yes. That was that was what, what I so black lives matter. Understand. But what is so hard to understand? But not not black but lives matter exclusively. Okay, I'm but with black you lives on that. matter. But what is so hard for people to understand? Why do people think if you uh, there are bad journalists, you've had bad teachers, there are bad preachers. If you say that there are bad police officers, people, oh my God, you're anti-police. Doesn't mean you're anti-police. It means you want to improve police. Mm -hmm. So then, wh why is that? Um, why do people come to that conclusion, mostly among the crowd who is up there? Why do they come to that conclusion? If you criticize police in any way, then you're anti-police. No, I, I just don't think you should generalize. Yeah, you don't think exactly. You should, I don't think you should generalize and criticize all police and say all police are bad. But no one is bad. saying all police. No because one has ever know, said that. You know what I think is, no, is sad, though? You know what I think is sad? I mean, I know the names for about the last eight years of the black people that have been killed by police. I don't know one of those police officers' names. And, I, I mean, that's my fault. I'm not blaming it, but... The names of the dead police officers aren't as publicized as the names of the dead black guys. That's exactly right. Just like Ferguson, a great example where we rushed to judgment. The president sent the Justice Department to Ferguson only to find that Darren Wilson was innocent. But, but what the, does that have to the, do with the commander? Because we rushed. Yes, it has everything saying. to do with what we're saying, no, Don. It doesn't. Because Kaylee, people rushed to judgment. But I got a question. Can I hold on? Hold on, Kaylee. Hold on. Hold on. You're giving an extreme example of something that really has nothing to do with what we're saying. The process, the process then worked in Ferguson. The officer was exonerated. It doesn't mean that there are, still aren't police departments that need to be cleaned up around the country. Ferguson, which is one of them. So you keep giving this example. But John, this here's the problem. The, 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 the highest officer, She's answering the why highest law when we hear Black officer. Lives Matters for other people, it makes us angry because... When you look at a Ferguson, why would it why would it make you angry if I'll, someone I'll says a life matters? Because it infers that people don't think about black lives matter. Black lives That's matter. It should make you angry that a no, no, life no. matters. Look, of course, all lives matter. What I'm saying is, don't that, stop. The language that comes out is so <sighs> negative towards police, and the Black yes. Lives Matters movement that was so vocal as Ferguson took the side of a bully who bullied a minority shopkeeper, beat up a cop. And then got killed because of his own actions. So let me ask and you the this. hands up, don't shoot was a lie. Can I use the same on, argument about for police? That's you're using the same argument that you're saying, but you're, that that people in Black Lives Matter say about police, and you're saying, Black okay, you're painting everybody, you're painting the whole movement as negative when you think the, the people in Black Lives Matter are painting the whole all police officers that's as negative, and that's not what's the, happening. The name Black you're, Lives Matter. You're talking past each other. All lives matter. It's just saying we but know not, we, we know what you're insinuating. What, what are we insinuating? Because you're insinuating the the young black men are targets, and the, the police are racist, and they target Nobody's young black men. Nobody's saying that. That's why you're missing it. That's that right. is why. I don't because of, and I want because, black lives matter. Let me tell you, as a young black male, let me tell you what it means, so we can have an. And education. I'm not a young black male. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, you're not. So we have an educational moment here because there is a very specific pain that many African American males, uh, uh, just people, because Sandra Bland was not an African American male. I have to say her name as well. That are going through, and you can bring up the you can bring up the example of Ferguson all you want, right? Not but just I can bring, that. But, not but just I can that. but I can tell you, it's not just Eric Gardner, it's not just Walter you, Scott, it's not just Tamir Rice. When, it, the list goes on and on. When and you on. have, 
I, I, look, there are things that need to be looked at. No doubt about it. There are racial issues in our criminal justice system. Don't say but. System. Don't say but. Because it's when you have, you before. when you have people taking to the streets, yelling, we want dead cops, and then a week later, no, so let me finish. Is the Tea Party finish. racist because please, people Bukhari, say that? Please, let me finish ahead, my please, point. You have them ch chanting, a whole group of people, we want dead cops, and one week later, Win Jin Liu dies, along with his partner, dies slaughtered, assassinated. You have them yelling, uh, pigs in a blanket, frying like bacon, a group of people shouting this. And then you have police officer Bud filled on the streets. All lives matter, black lives matter, white lives matter, all lives matter. But that's, we're not, we don't, have, we, we don't have a question right now about the value of young white males' lives in this country. But there is a serious question about the value of young black males' and lives. And police lives. And, and I agree, and you know what's amazing about Nobody's that? questioning those lives. Yes, they are, and every Ooh. single day, because of the simple fact they don't get the benefit of their humanity. Because you can go out there, and you, there, there are many things that you can do and get shot while being black in let this country. This. And that's a, that is a point, and that is a fact. That's all I'm saying. Let me, let me that's ask not a few points. Let me ask one question. If all this was happening under eight years of a Trump organization, a Trump administration, we'd be blaming it on him. Obama's getting a pass. Obama's and getting a pass. No, no, say more. He doesn't you just can't say that. He doesn't address it. Let me tell you something. No, go ahead. Explain all, all that. Explain I want to hear why. I want to hear why. All the stuff y'all read about in history books, I lived it. I was born in the 50s. I was raised in the 60s. My very first experience with police was getting beat up by cops when I was 11 years old. So all the stuff y'all read about, I lived through it. So and I'm seeing the same conditions being repeated now under this Democratic administration. In the 60s, blacks couldn't get an education, blacks couldn't get jobs, blacks were riding in the streets, and blacks were getting beat up by the police. And here it is, 2016, blacks can't get jobs, our graduation rate is lower since it's been since 1963, we're getting beat up by the police, so, and we're riding in the streets. How about this? How about this? What if I gave you those facts, which I, I, I I'll just give you those facts for the purposes of the discussion because we run a long time. How's Donald Trump going to fix them? What are his plans? It's not about Donald No, it is. No, it's not. No, you it's just not. said it. Listen, listen. It's you just no said it. Break no, this right now, this is about Barack Obama. <laughs> this, ain't about, so, this conversation doesn't need to be had with Donald Trump. It needs to be had on and Pennsylvania Avenue. And it's been had with Barack Obama because then you know, what's, what's because the result? You know getting shot every week. That's why we're talking about reforming the criminal justice. Let me ask you a question. Why doesn't Barack Obama simply say, why don't y'all stop? Y'all who? Y'all black folks is killing people. Why doesn't why doesn't Barack Obama make it a point to say, I want this to stop? What? Please stop. stop. You know what, man. You know what? Tell me. Use your words. What? Tell him what. What what? What? What's been happening in the last two weeks? What what you act like Barack Obama's been condoning talk. No, what you see the way Donald Trump does rallies. If I'm Barack Obama, I'm going city to city to city to where I think the hotbeds are, and saying, please, let's stop this violence. Let's stop this confusion. Let's stop this this, this, this unity. Let's stop this, this. Let's not do this. What has he been let's saying? Let's not do this. What has he been let's saying? Let's not do this. And he's been he... reactive and not proactive. He's been very proactive. I mean, Barack Obama... Name one is... proactive thing he's Barack... done. First of all, Barack Obama has brought these groups together so that we can what put group? together a plan. The, what the, Fer... the Ferguson Commission so that you could talk about... What group your... has he brought the together? The Ferguson Commission. He brought so together you... with who? So that is the name of... That is the commission. Okay, I would... It's the 21st Century Commission. Okay, and what, is it what has it done? And they actually laid out a plan to reform the and what? And what good did it oh, do? Oh, they're implementing that throughout the And what good did it do? It's doing... And so we have a funeral for five dead cops after that. Huh. You think I, the problem is that you think that I can't pray for them and pray for the people who die in, Pens in, in, in Minneapolis and Baton Rouge? It's not way. working. 
So what is Donald Trump going to do? Answer the question. And when he's president, we'll find out. What do you mean? Answer what do you the mean question? we'll I'm find not, out? I don't speak for everything Donald Trump right. does. That's a sad commentary, bro. It's not I got to go. Thank you. I don't speak for everything Donald Trump does. You. If you're, you're not up Trump at watching this show at 2 in the morning, <laughs> then you ain't. Nothing. Like I know everything Donald Trump is gonna do. You know, hey, 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 you know everything Hillary Clinton's gonna do. I'm a pressure. Do you know everything Hillary Clinton's gonna do? Let me tell you one thing that I promise. Do you know everything Hillary Clinton's gonna do? Can I promise, you, some, can I promise you, no, you something? No, you don't. So stop. I'm gonna I'm promise you that I'm gonna challenge her on issues do you know that are near and dear to my heart. Everything she's going to do. I know something. Do you know everything? We'll be right back. Okay, then. <laughs> All right, that that was um, CNN coverage of the National Co- Republican Convention. It was about one one two o'clock in the morning Eastern Time, I think. And that 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 show sounded real familiar, didn't it? <laughs> Sound like some of the stuff we go through here. Uh, <laughs> wow, um, the guy you heard defending um, Donald Trump was the Reverend Daryl. Scott, and he's senior pastor of the New Spirit Revival Center in Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, so, anyway, um, I'll just play that clip to, to show you the, the, the division that's going on right now, and nobody has any answers to anything. You know, one ask ask a question, the other one deflects, the other one asks a question, they deflect, and then next thing you're good, they're arguing with each other. Now, the clip before that, you had Trump in one of his speeches um, asking the black community, you know, what do you have? I mean, how worse can it get? I'm paraphrasing right now. How worse can it get? You know, um, I don't know where he get this 58% unemployment from. Uh, I tried to find them numbers. They just don't jive, but uh, it's, it's interesting. So I'm asking you out there, my listeners, does Donald Trump, Trump have a point and should the, the African-American community give him a, some sort of a chance? Uh, as as uh, Pastor Scott say, eight years of, of this going on, whatever this is, uh, with the Obama administration, um, should we be trying to look somewhere else and get away from the Democrats? What y'all think? And welcome to the show, Blues Unchained. You know, I always love when you come to me, come to my chat room, because I can always count on you being opposite no matter what I'm saying. So thank you for dropping by, and we love you. We really do. Ed, thank you for dropping by as well, and the rest of my guests. Hood, what's up? All right, anyway, so... <laughs> Woo, let's get it on, y'all. Let's get it on. Uh, let me see. Let me bring Michigan in. I haven't heard from Michigan today, so let me bring him in. Welcome to the show, Mr. Michigan. How are you, sir? What's going on, man? I was listening to them. Uh, you know, it sounds like two uh, two slaves arguing over who's, who, which which one of the slave masters is the best. <laughs> but I'm a well. I, I will say this: if, if if black folk, if you if you were looking at this election, uh, sort of like a crap like a crap game, and you were looking at the odds, I mean, there's no question that you absolutely have almost nothing to lose to to try Donald Trump. You really don't. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you was if you was just looking at it from a yeah, like you said, from a from a game of chance. I mean, you you really don't have anything to lose. So yeah, that, that, that's a good point. You just don't. Hmm. You just don't. No, you okay. don't. I mean, hey, what 
what worse a shape could the black community be in than it is now? How could it get worse? Mm. Well, you know, uh, after I thought about that question, let me talk, let me talk about this. I asked the same question. I did. I said, okay, when you look at it, okay, how worse can it get? Then I came up with a question of my own. Uh, yep. Well, it was really a thought. You know, I'm like, okay, so once again, we're in a, a political year, an election year, and once again, what do we hear? We hear white politicians arguing about what you know, we, what can be done for the black community. Now, you know where I'm going with this, don't you? Here's the question. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Here's the question. Why are we relying on them, period? That is the question. <laughs> you know? But because I know what you're going scared. to say. Oh, uh-oh. Uh-oh. They're scared? Who's scared, Bianchi? Yeah, but let Michigan man go ahead and finish. Yeah, I was going to say from the from the from the perspective, uh, Mr. Talk of, of national politics, you you don't ask any other group, you know, why are you, you know, uh, engaging in national politics? Yeah, you, so you don't ask you don't ask unions, you know, why are you depending on national politics? So I mean that's disingenuous to to, to ask the African American community if you're going to play the game of politics. Why would you be depending on no. national politics? So, well, I mean, you, come you, on, man. Well, Michigan usually don't hear politicians go out there and tell the Jewish community, you know, how worse can it get? <laughs> you know, how bad can it get? Well, really? it says you know I mean, but the, but the black community is, is in a bad place, and the Jewish community is not. So, uh, of course, oh, okay. wouldn't anybody right. saying so, that to the Jewish so, community. So basically, yeah. what you're saying, it is what it is. Let's just look at it yeah, like right. it is. It is what it is. Okay. I mean, the question shouldn't be what do you have to lose. The question should be, it shouldn't even be the question. She should be saying this is what you have to gain by voting for me. Well, no, I, mean, I would definitely agree with that. Mm. Well, really, we're, really, we're really, really not. Because if you did well, bottom, where else you going to You have everything right, to gain. So You're you looking at it from two perspectives. Donald Trump is not going to do shit for the black community unless he's made to. All right. So we know what from, So from from so from the black community's perspective, they don't have anything to lose. Now the question shouldn't be him asking what do you have to gain. The question should be the black community telling Donald Trump this is what we want to gain. So still, you know, don't put that back on Donald Trump. You yeah, tell Donald right. Trump what you hope to gain from his presidency. But yeah, you know what? I agree with you. However, we know that that wasn't even done when Obama took uh, took office. So how do you expect that to be done with um with Trump? Well, yes, it was. There were some small groups that did question Obama on some things. The Uhuru group down in Florida, I remember in one case they did. And it don't take no uh-huh. – I mean, any group of people can form under whatever pretenses they want and – Push those issues. It doesn't take no national known person, right? Necessarily. And I okay. want to say one other thing you know, too, if I could. I, you know what? I'm going to disagree with that. What you, what uh, black people? Yes, they should have the man of all the candidates. However, 
you're going to get out there and specifically state to black people that you have nothing to lose, then you have an obligation to, to state what they have to gain by voting for him, for me. Okay? Well, what is it that they missed? to insist. Like Hillary Clinton has said allegedly that she's going to help reform the criminal justice system. That's a positive for black people, right? She's going to do what? what? Help to reform the criminal justice system in terms no, of no, the incarceration of black people. You know that doesn't mean. It's I mean, like saying all black know, folks involved with the criminal justice right. system. Right, that's a talking point. Well, I mean, that's, the, that's what it's going to impact. That ain't we got nothing to do that. with me. Well, now, well, not talking about you personally, you. Well, but it has to yeah, do with Yeah, we're not talking about you, Bianca, but... that are incarcerated. Why are you right, right, right. So, yeah, we're not, we're not personal. That's, that's a logical premise. We're not talking about you, Bianca. No, well, I may I may be saying out loud what uh, what other people just saying don't have the opportunity to say. It's a lot of people, is, it doesn't bother them. We're not personalizing it. We're talking about black voters across the country, not Bianca. Okay, well, if if that's the case, and I'm glad you put it like that, because most blacks across the country is not involved in the criminal justice system. <laughs> well, there are plenty of them that are, and there's far too many numbers, okay? So now you and may not w- think it's you may think it's irrelevant, but a lot of other folks don't, okay? And many of the ones that are can't vote any damn way. So what does that have to do with improving the lives of African Americans generally? That's one aspect. What I'm saying is, if he's saying you have nothing to lose, black people, he should say we should have to wait for black people to say we demand this and this and this. He should be saying this is what you have to gain. Well, why would we put on Trump? Well, we couldn't put on Obama when he said he's the president for everybody. So we're gonna go to that's Trump. Yeah, Trump, that's you're the president for black question. folks. That's a different no, now, that's a you said to now make the you, lives of black people here, better. Here you are coming up with another illogical fallacy, another distraction. Like well, 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 uh, Obama. Let no, me, me jump in there. This is the topic we're focused on about what Donald Trump said, not what Obama said or did, but what Donald Trump has said and not said. That's what we're talking about. Right. Well, about. well, let me, let me, let me, let me agree with both of you. Now, I think the reason uh, Donald Trump puts it that way is because literally he has no particular ideas for the black community. I'm clear on that. So that's the best he can say. I don't believe he put absolutely any, uh, how would you say, uh, uh, research money into helping to develop a some alternatives for the black community. So the reason he talks that way is because he does not have a plan for the black community. Neither does uh, 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 Hillary Clinton. Now, one of the reasons that neither one of them don't because the black community don't have a plan for themselves. That's the key. That's the elephant in the room. That's a good point you made there, uh, Michigan, man. This thing's about saying that, I tell you what, if he's going to put a wall up along the border, I know several, well, I don't know several, maybe one or two black companies that would benefit well if had the opportunity to participate in that. But uh, you know what I wanted to make mention? Then that argument we heard you heard a lot of fallacies in that itself. Obama was not the cause of the Ferguson Commission. Had nothing to do with that. I mean, just think. A president does not have the ability to come into a state and say, you need to form a commission to talk about this. That was the governor who done that, along with elected politicians. And another point, 
the one gentleman, the young person who was going against Reverend, and I can't Reverend Scott. Mm-hmm. He could have Reverend Scott had been able to say that. Look at the a program that they had in, in Cook County, Illinois, prosecutor office, which was called Nigger by the Pound. That was specifically targeting black males and also females, probably too. Where they would, where they would, when blacks was arrested, it would bring them into a room, put them on a scale, record the weight, and the first prosecutor that would prosecute four thousand pounds of black meat before the monthly pool time was up. They would get the pool prize, the office pool prize. So that was specifically against black people. That just goes to show you when people get in these arguments, they don't know how to counter with facts like that. And Mike what, Brown what, what, did not beat up the about? store owner. The store owner what, himself what, said what, Mike Brown didn't beat about? him up. What people are you talking about, Bianchi? Pardon me? What people are you talking about? You said people don't know how to counteract the facts. Who are you talking about specifically? Well, you apparently wasn't here when Eric played the clip. Say what? What was the question? Uh, uh, Mr. Man, know, you hear this. You know, what, you know, he's saying that people don't know how to counteract effectively with arguments with facts, and I want to know what well, you know, you 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 pop up in the middle of a conversation and sometime in the middle of sentences and begin to dialogue on it. You wasn't there at the beginning to get the gist of what people are talking about when you show up. So I'm not going back in that clip. You should have been here. Okay. Well, if you if you be quiet long enough so I can hear you ask the question, I probably I hope now I can answer. What was the question again, Miss Lady? It's a, it's, it doesn't matter. I'm trying to move on. <laughs> okay. Well, it does matter. What what was your question, ma'am? What's your question? Oh, uh, it, it, I, I don't even want to go there. And heck, Eric, you oh, okay. were asleep. You just woke up when somebody mentioned your name. Yeah, that's what I said. I thought heck was asleep. He ain't been taking a sip of that taking a sip of that cognac. No, nah, man, it's Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> Get it right. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, my bad. The orange version. Okay. <laughs> oh, by the way, too, uh, Eric, the 58% was black youth unemployment, which is, you know, right about that about that uh, percentage. Which is not right. It's not in right. In cities. It's not yeah, right. It may it not is, be across the nation, but some that's, cities that's, it is right. 58%. Yeah, it over is. 50%. That's the idea. Yeah, he, 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 he is right now, Eric. I'm going to tell you, because one of the things um, they –
in those different surveys, you do get somewhere around 40 to 50 percent unemployment, particularly for black men. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, are you through? Yeah, I'm done. Oh, okay. Short and quick. <laughs> short All right, and quick. short and quick. Now, yeah. you know, okay, so if you say 58, uh, but why didn't he mention the 48, 48% for the whites? But we'll go, come back to that. He said black. And, and here's, oh, no, no, listen, 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 listen. I'm going to get there. See, here's where the numbers get crazy. Because not only do they count the, 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 the people that's not um, working, you know, because they break it down by age groups. All right, who got all the noise? They break it down by age groups, right? Okay. So, and at a certain age, see, that's taking into account the the kid, the, the young adults that's in school or in prison or what have you. So that's why those numbers are, I mean, like we always say, numbers can be fixed the same thing you want to. Um, don't, unemployment rates for blacks ages 16 19 in May was 27.1 percent all right now if you take and move that up to the ages of 16 to 24 in may that was 41.5 percent all right but if you add those two together and then average them out they still don't come to 58 59 percent they don't but if you take and add in everybody who, like I said, the school and all that, then you may come up 59%. But all the numbers I'm looking at, I've, I've run, just don't come up to that. But then again, we already know, we already know that numbers can be adjusted to say whatever they want to say. Um, like I said before, in the 16, 24-year-old category, that includes high school and college students, uh, you know, who are not employed or seeking jobs. So, uh, well, here's say, a report on the Chicago <laughs> Tribune. It says nearly say. half of young black men in Chicago out of work, out of school. Oh, that's right. in Chicago. We're talking na- well, nationwide what, now, nationally, right? Well, that's really, you can't so, do it like we, that. So to, speak, so to speak nationally, we're going to use one city's numbers and go with that. Well, I think any major city will give you a good a good barometer of what most black communities, the makeup of most black communities, even if they're smaller in population size. But again, like I told you, I said, we, we did our own survey. And once we put the numbers that the, uh, um, the national survey had put together, we were right at about 45%. We conducted our, our own uh, census within our community. And w- once we, once we finished, we added it to the numbers of the national sensory, and we came up with about 45%. See, I'm not going to argue with 45%. Uh, I'm not going to argue with that. Well, it has been over 50% in, the, in yeah. the past areas. And I bet if you look at Detroit, it may be 60%. Probably more <laughs> but, than that, uh, right? Yeah, but you have to look at where black students, uh, black young people are between 16. 16 is the age when you really go to work. Uh you got black. I've seen McDonald's have uh, hiring. This was before they went to online hiring. You had people lined up outside the door. Hell, you had elderly people standing in line to get out. Yeah, so you, you got all the damn old I'm, people working at McDonald's, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's a, hey, it's a job, right? Hey, it's a job. 
No, no, I'm not. No, yeah, I'm not making light of it. I'm well, just those, saying, you know, McDonald's used to be for the teenagers. Or well, yeah, those yeah, type of jobs used to be for teenagers uh, during the summer when they was out of school. Right. And you got elderly people. Not only elderly, y'all had some uh, adults, middle age, uh, yeah, middle age, and everything else applying for those jobs. So that that tells you that you got a heck of a problem. Yeah, you got a big problem. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and no, what is the problem? Point. No, that's a good point. If you can go into any uh, uh, McDonald's in the inner city and see eighty percent of the black people working there over the age of twenty or thirty, that's a problem, brother. Okay. Uh, yet, what is the problem? Y'all keep saying it's a problem, but what is the problem? We're talking about the unemployment rate. That that that, yeah, rate, that, that lets you know that you have an unemployment problem. Okay, I'm going to say it again. What is the problem? I'm asking, what is the problem? If you say you don't have a problem, problem what is the problem? <laughs> I'm asking you. That's what I'm asking. Well, what whole, is the problem? Well, you know, that's a whole... Come on, man. You know, that's a whole different show. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you in the Europe... You, I mean, do you want to go down that road? I'm going to give you the see, same see. else I give you every time I'm on your show. Now, see... <laughs> See now, now you're beginning to sound like Pastor, Pastor Scott. Uh, you, 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 you're shucking and jiving and you're tap dancing. So what is the problem then? If you walk in McDonald's and see a bunch of elderly or senior individuals working, how does that say that well, you have? Well, it, it looks like to problem? me they don't have enough money to live on. If you got uh-huh. elderly people, uh huh. Um, and that there's a that there is a systemic problem because. Uh, coming up through their their employment age, they was probably underemployed. Right. Uh huh. Okay. Underemployed, where they couldn't save they they couldn't save into their retirement. They couldn't accumulate mm-hmm. enough uh, uh, enough productive years that would go toward their social security. They probably they couldn't probably anticipate no- employment. Mm-hmm. They paid pensions. No specific. They probably have no specific training. In any specific mm. industry in a trade, I mean, no, no college degree where they could use. I mean, come on, man. So you can. There's a whole okay. list of. So, uh, hmm. You may have a case okay. with your young that they are not pursuing avenues where they could internship in company that would be part of the major that they plan on taking. So. Uh, if you don't have that decision made when you're a youth, then you're going to be seeking employment elsewhere. Mm, okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, I, I, I hear what y'all saying. I do. I, I hear what you're saying. But. Well, what's your position? Uh, what's your position, Derek? Do you, do you think the black community has anything to lose by, by, by voting for Donald Trump? What's your, what's your position? You know what? My position is, as it has always been, screw all them crooked jokers. Local politics. I got you. I got you. In in order order to to, to get it right, we need to stop depending on everybody else. You know, I've said this quite often, (laughs) all the time. Depend on ourselves. Fix it ourselves. Now, I know the argument, how you going to fix it yourselves, you don't have the resources, you don't have this and you don't have that. Well, then maybe that's where we need to start at. 
We need to start working on the getting some resources Who or something. We, if if people don't have those things black, you said, how are they going to even initiate something the like black that? Community, the black community, Pianke, that's what I'm talking about. Huh? Well, I, I, well, I don't think nobody would, would disagree with that, but we was talking in the context of, of Donald Trump, meaning if blacks are going to vote on the national election, if they're going to vote, do they have anything you to know, lose by I, I, voting for Donald I, Trump? Okay. Look, look, I'm gonna be like Ted Cruz. Vote your conscience, man. Vote your conscience, because really, I, I think <laughs> now you talking about somebody tap dancing. <laughs> look, look, look. No, I'm, I'm being honest. Either way, <laughs> either way, well, I, I don't think it's you say it's, you don't know. Right? Just say you don't know. Vote your conscience. Vote your conscience. I can only tell you. I didn't ask you. I didn't ask you to tell. I didn't ask you to tell me what the people should do. I asked you. Do you believe they have anything to lose? What is your position? I think we have a whole lot to lose. Let me go down a list of things. Let me go down a list of things. All right. Will they lose? We have a whole lot of stuff to lose. I think we. I think the the little freedom that we do have, we will eventually lose. I think as far as department, be specific. Okay. Yeah. Hey, if, oh, well, dang. You mean to tell me Michigan and Pianke together on something? Oh, my goodness. Okay. Um, I really do believe that uh, the unemployment rate is going to get a whole lot um, 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 larger in, in the black community. Now, I, I do believe that Trump is going to institute some tax breaks that are not going to be favorable for the for the black community, and it's going to cause a lot of uh, small like business. What? Like business. what? What? Like I just what? said tax breaks. Trump is going to imp- implement some tax breaks that's not going to be favorable for black for the black community. That's what like I just said. What? Like what? what? What you mean like what? What you want me to tell you? What kind of tax breaks? What kind breaks? of tax breaks? Yeah, 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 yeah. What kind of tax breaks? Applied to who? Right. I just said the small business owners. Ain't no small business owners in the black community. The black community, that's right. <laughs> hey, you don't know the black oh. community. Where you? Oh, hey, I'm in the wrong huh? Hey, go I'm out and count the black small businesses in your community. What do you mean, the small black business? Where they at? What community? Well, I can count, uh, but from where I live at to the light, I can count at least three. Name of what type of business is it? Uh, all three of them are restaurants. Okay, now how is the tax break going to hurt them? <laughs> okay, if there's like a tax a break, to... people will be able to come in and buy a bigger sandwich. That's right. <laughs> not necessarily. Not, not if it's going to cost them more to operate their business. How is it going to cost them more to operate their business with a tax break? You said he's going to give them tax breaks. Right. That means going to be Pianke, why are you laughing? When you go and vote for Trump and we talk to you in about... Two years or so, we're going to see how much laughter you got going on. Since you are a black uh, businessman. I, I, no, don't think I, I, I don't think Piag will be affected by Trump. I really don't. I wasn't affected by I wasn't affected by Bush. You wasn't affected by Bush? I don't think Bush. Bush well, you know, me personally, anything. I don't care who's president. I'm still going to do what I got to do. People still in the world. Right, right, right. And that really is the bottom line. Yeah. But I hear these arguments, and I, I really, and every now and then I like to question people on the arguments. Okay. They say, you so, know. So let me, let and, me, okay, so y'all grill me. Let me ask you this. What what good can Trump do for the black community? Well, as I, you know, I said earlier, 
Heck, if you're on your back, ain't no other direction that you can go but up. No, 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 no. In, in your words, or Michigan words, be specific. Don't give me that. When he gets in education, in education, because he would be a strong proponent of ch- school choice. How are you going to be strong? He can't even keep his own university open. How are he going to be strong for school choice? No, really? because, of the, because he would How? be a strong proponent How? of school choice. How? You've got state legislatures How? who who How? want school choice, and he would be a strong proponent of He's already sick. How school choice? What kind of, what, what's school choice? What do you mean, what is school choice? You know what's school choice. With vouchers. No, I don't. Republicans in this state are... Republicans in this state are for school choice, where a parent can put their child where they want to and be able to take the money that's allocated to them in the traditional school along with them. That's already happening. Give us something else. That's already happening. It's not happening. It's not happening in Missouri. Well, I'm sorry, Missouri got an old raggedy governor, but it's happening in other states. (laughs) The legalization of drugs. Because they take them same vouchers <laughs> and, 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 and shut down hey, hey. them schools. So go ahead, give me something else. The legalization hey, hey, of hey, what? Hey, 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 the legalization of drugs gonna kill us. Cause them white folks gonna gobble up all the, they gonna gobble up all the marijuana uh, <laughs> franchise. <laughs> I give you one. E. I give you one. Ninety percent oh, of all black. Let me give you oh, one. Oh. Let me give you I one. No, no, I got it. I got it. It just came out the chat room. I got it. it just came okay. out the chat okay. room. Immigration, because all the immigrants are coming in taking jobs from the black people. So he gonna build that wall, stop immigrants from coming down, and black people be able to go to work. Now that was just came out of my chat room. <laughs> hey, that might work. <laughs> Man, you believe that crap? <laughs> the money that the U.S. has spent. The money that the U.S. is using to spend rebels can go to better use. Uh-huh. Get rid of them 350,000 illegals that's lavishing in United States prisons across the country. How about this? How about stop with all these old unnecessary wars and bring all the people back and bring that money back into the country? How about that? I agree with that. Okay, then. And since they say that him and Putin have of Muslim buddies, we don't have. To, hopefully, we don't have to worry about a nuclear exchange between Russia and the United States. You know, here's another point: blacks. Anytime that, anytime that you can start putting policies out there that would do away with the risk of these intercontinental wars, intercontinental where you would disrupt the United States system, how would you like to miss out on your pension payment one month? You know, who? Anybody. Blacks have paid into the systems by which they are uh, living their extended years. They, 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 their elderly lives, and they don't want to see that disrupted. You got blacks who are having savings. They're trying to send children to uh, young people to school. They don't want that disrupted. In Texas, if you pay one hundred and thirty-five dollars a month for eighteen years, then your child can go to school. Any state school in Texas for free. They don't want that disrupted. Mine, mine can go to free let me, regardless. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me give you another. Let me give you another. Another. Wait a minute. Hold on. Here's a question for you two coming out. Um, somebody sent me a text and said they need. They want me to ask you this question. Both of you. Ask them how did the Republican or Democratic Party affect their lives. 
So whoever want to go first, how did the Republican or Democratic Party affect your life? Your okay. life. I, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go first. Uh, as for me, to be quite honest, it really doesn't matter if it's a Democrat or Republican president. The businesses and things that I do, it, it, it doesn't matter. I'm, I, well, I, wouldn't I, let, I wouldn't let either one of them affect me, neither one. Well, I can't say uh. that because Davis Bacon has affected me for the positive. Davis Bacon Act, absolutely. What is the Davis Bacon Act? What do you mean? What's the Davis Bacon Act? Davis Bacon said that, that uh, jobs that has federal dollars in it have to be the, the wages have to be paid by prevailing wages, which are union wages. <laughs> okay, I'm just acting like everybody. Let me give you another perspective, uh, E. If you were to look at America as 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 strictly a business, just a a a, a super big corporation, which uh-huh. one of them do you believe would be able to run this? Let's say it's a for-profit corporation. Which one do you think would be able to run it the best? Honestly, neither. Now, see, man, you playing games. You you have to choose between them because there's no neither one of them. Are, there's nobody else running. So if it's a corporation, see, out of uh-huh. the, hold on, brother, out of the two, which do you believe would run it the best? Man, you don't have to dance around that. Okay. Shit. <sighs> All right. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said that. I mean, that's the way to answer. That's the way to answer the question. You don't know yep, the answer. Are you being honest? That's a start. Yeah. Okay. Let me give you this. See. Let me give you this. See. Ninety percent of all black folk work for white folk. You, we want to talk facts. Okay. All right. I, I'm not going to debate that one. Okay. Go oh, ahead. You say you want to debate it. You say no, I do so not we want to debate it. Oh, you don't want to debate it. All that. right. No, I do not. All right. I believe that. If you, all right. Really, if you look at any particular time in history, as it relates to blacks now, we're not talking about when they were attempting to be independent. But generally, generally, when business in America does well, the black community does well. And so do black entrepreneurs and the startup. Of black business, this is just a matter of fact. The only potential this is this so this is my this is my uh, suggestion. The only potential for Donald Trump to help the African American community is if once he gets in, those who are in business will see America more favorable and business picks up. If business picks up, African Americans will do better. If it doesn't, they're going to do worse. That's it. Okay, but isn't that isn't that the logical way of looking at it, though? That's the only way. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Man, I got so any much stuff coming out of me. I'm, I'm trying to see y'all today. <laughs> no, none whatsoever. None, 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 none. I know it hey, I got some fun. The chat room says, "Do you realize that Trump ran a third party within the GOP? He destroyed the Reagan coalition." Well, yeah. See, that's that's another thing. People believe Trump. This is Trump is new at this. 
Trump has been doing this for a while. He he's not one of them just new jokers just decided to run for president. I, I agree with you, Blues Unchained. Well, he's not so a Republican. Is, uh, he's not a Democrat. He's a businessman. That's all. I, a business, and, you know, that's like, what he I'm is. Gonna, that's right. Huh? That's what Trump he's is, man. He's a businessman. That's what he is. Yeah. Well, I don't think he really wants is, president. I don't think <laughs> I businesses really don't. do the same thing. The president of Boeing, the president of General Dynamics, that's they correct. sit down, Look. they meet, they call those politicians over to their boardroom, and that's they right. tell them what they want, the kind of policy that they want negotiated with uh, another country. Well, isn't isn't that what what <laughs> now? See, so that goes with the argument that um, a lot of people say that the United States is a corporation. Because that's what they do, right? It is. That, that's exactly what they come and do. Yeah. <laughs> it is a corporation. Okay. All right. I'm just, I'm just, just saying. <laughs> so some people say, no, it's not. It so, okay. With, with, with that being said, and you add the logic that Donald Trump is a businessman, then maybe, maybe you may have something to gain with Trump in charge. However, looking at his. That's you, right. You, you may. Just, you may. That's correct. You may. You, may. you yeah. may. Now, but but you just can't take a country bankrupt either. Well, you can, but that's not a good thing either. <laughs> well, I, I would you agree. Know. But that's why, that's why I made the statement. I said you may. They may have a chance. Okay. Yeah. All right. But now, let's, now let's, let's flip that over to Hillary. Do you see that same yeah. scenario with Hillary? <laughs> no. All right. No, no. Uh, you know what? It's like, it's, like, it's like choosing the lesser of two evils, man. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, that's, that's basically what it is. You know. And, uh, and I, I, in this case, man, I'm telling you, with the black community where it's at, I really do believe Donald Trump is the lesser of two evils. Yeah. He made mention I, I on renegotiating. Yeah. He made mention on renegotiating the TPP. And that's nothing unusual. When uh, Ghana's new president came on board, he renegotiated the uh, agreement that they had with Tudlow Oil and some other companies that was in uh, in Texas. See, Obama, and, and, Obama <laughs> responded by imposing sanctions again, saying that uh, Ghana officials can't come into the country and so forth and so forth for doing such a uh, drastic you know, thing. I, I don't think... You know, Trump, he, he talks a good game, but I don't think he's going to be able to renegotiate a lot of stuff he thinks he is. I no, really you can't renegotiate he, treaties. They do it all the time here. No, no, no. Because, see, number one, he's not going he's not going to be able to control anything. See, that that's another know. thing. He, he can do it by executive order. Okay. All right. We, we Oh, now it's okay to do the executive order thing again. Well, yeah, it's legal. Oh, okay. All right, it's legal now. So when Obama was doing it, everybody had a problem. But soon as but Trump gonna do it, and it be okay, right? Well, the people that came out and complained about Obama doing it, let's see if they come out because you got different factions of people all over the place that come out on their convenience. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I, I think that TPP is is. Um, Something that he's not going to be able to do because it's it's deeper than most people realize. That's all I'm going to say. But then again, 
You know, he's a businessman. He may know an ins- uh, inside way out of it. You know, I doubt it, though. I doubt it. It's better than the Hillary talking about she going to be tough with China. The hell you going to be tough with a country? Yeah, that's yeah, a bunch of damn crap. Yeah. <laughs> Look, hey, let's go on a minute. It's the game that's, that they play. It's the game that they play. You know, right, everybody say what they think. They, they, everybody right. say what they think. They're not supposed to hear until they get in office, and then they do what the heck they want to do regardless. But you know, you but know. you know the thing about it, man. <laughs> Donald Trump, to me, Donald Trump is a he's he's a to keep from saying the, uh, the word to start with a C. But he he's wrong. Meaning this, he really, if he could get away with it, calling you uh, in in your face, he he actually would. Which yes, yeah, he would. Right, I believe I that. Would, now I would I would tend to respect a person who would do that versus a one who would never call you one, but everything that they do by way of policy and by way of what they've done in the past works against you. Well, why would well, you want somebody to be uh, with you? Michigan man, how close did Bill Clinton come to calling Obama a nigga when yeah. he was running? Yeah. <laughs> how, how close? Yeah. He came awful close. Talking yeah. about he <laughs> would pat him on the head and he would been carrying out water and all that stuff. <laughs> Well, see, here's so the you point. Got, you got black wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Michigan. Yeah. Oh, we know what pillow talk ahead. is, right? If you got a husband and wife sleeping in the same bed, these discussions, even if it's just pillow talk, is going to be had between the two of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. That's agreed. I agree with if, that. If you, if, you, if you could put a record in uh, uh, Hillary and, and, and Clinton's uh, bedroom, whatever, they talk about niggas like a dog. I mean, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Being that Bill Clinton was the first black president, how many times when they was having sex did Hillary say, F me, nigga? We off track now. Give it to me, nigga. Give it to me. All right, All right, all right. We get you. All right, PAQ. That's enough of that. Yeah, yeah. PAQ, we're rated X on us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yankee had you know that's what they want to say. Well, uh, mercy. I mean, that's the ultimate with... taboo. That's the mm-hmm. ultimate taboo for a white woman to have yeah. a, a um, her mandingo in bed with her while her yeah. husband yeah, watches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hillary probably, okay. Hillary probably has already experienced that. So. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. Don't you be no fool. Uh, all right. All right, all right, all right. That that's what the oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. Anyway, um let's see, we got two minutes left, man, before we go into overtime. We're gonna go into overtime for a little little bit. So if you're not on the phone lines, you need to get here. Three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. Once again, three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. But if by chance you can't make it to the phone lines, thank you for listening and you can catch the rest of the show on the archives. Available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Thank you for listening. All right. Anyway, so over the weekend, we had (laughs) a white group show up at the Third Ward in Houston, Texas, at the NAACP headquarters. And they was holding banners that said, White Lives Matter. (laughs) (laughs) They had a right to do that. Yeah, that's what I was doing. 
Look, I'm surprised it took him that long. <laughs> yeah, we saw it. And look, and here's the statement that they made. We came out here to protest against the NAACP and their failure in speaking out against the atrocities that organizations like Black Lives Matter and other pro-black organizations have caused the the attack and killing of white police officers, the burning down of cities, and things of that nature. White Lives Matter member Ken Reed said, if they're going to be a civil rights organization and defend their people, they also need to hold their people accountable. So, I mean, when I say the protest, they were all up on the, the, the grass and everything. You know, they had, <laughs> look, had the rebel flags and all right there. And behind them, uh, you see the, the NAACP mark on the building and everything. And they just stand there, just waving their flags. Now, well, there's nothing wrong with that, but you know what? You know who really should be protesting the NAACP like that? Black folks. Yeah, that's oh, right. Bingo. I agree with that. Bingo. I agree with that one. Uh, Bingo. Yeah. Tell me why, Pianki, since you, you you brought it up. Tell me why. Because I agree because with you. Because let me give you an example. I had to pull this up. It's going to take just a second. This is a letter that was sent to the Lamar the Marceline branch of the NAACP, which is in Marshall, Missouri. It was uh-huh. February 27, 2007. This is my rebuttal to them, but I'm not going to get into all of it. But it says here, this is a letter that the uh, this office sent to the Honorable Representative of the Missouri General Assembly, and it's referring to House Bill 808, the Betty Thomas Scholarship Program. It says, Dear Representative of the Missouri General Assembly, I and many members of the Marlene Marceline branch of the NAACP number 4069 oppose HB 808, which establishes the Betty Thomas Scholarship Program for students in the Kansas City and St. Louis School District. The branch membership is comprised of many members in North Central Missouri, the counties of Saline, Ray, Howard, and Lafayette, Missouri. We oppose the bill for a number of reasons. And basically what this bill would have done, this bill would allow businesses to contribute to a black family for them to send their child to whatever school that they felt was best for their child. And the business said, well, if we do this, should we not be allowed to write, deduct that amount from our gross taxes? Just as if you was to contribute money to the NAACP, you would be able to deduct that amount from your gross taxes. NAACP was against this because it would give parents, in this case, Kansas City and St. Louis, black parents, the option to take their children out of these failing school districts, like Donald Trump mentioned when he said, what have you got to lose? And see, and and I'm going to tell you something, man. See, there's clear-cut instances like that to let you know about that, that that infrastructure that's in the black community that's that's joined at the hip with Democrats. I mean, just listen to what Pianca said, and you're absolutely right. So this is another instance where what do black folk have to lose? Look at your infrastructure in the in, within the black community, the teachers' union, right, your, your civil rights organizations. For the most part, all of your preachers are joined at the hip with Democrats. What do you have to lose? Black Lives Matter should be protesting in front of black churches for depositing billions of dollars every Sunday into white banks 
Why not protest? Why not protest that? And if anybody want a copy of this, let's give me your email address. <laughs> you know, and the letter and my rebuttal is signed. By the way, it's signed. It's signed. Go down to the bottom. Damn, where is it? But anyway, the, okay. the letter. It, oh, here it is. It says, "Less supports parents' right to choose." Signed, Pianchi, the St. Louis chapter of the National Black United Front. Because I was the field right. coordinator for African Center Curriculum, I had to address these to what these damn people with the NAACP was talking about. Hey, Pianchi, you ain't scared as I thought you was, man. You ain't scared as Hell I thought no, you was. I what I got to <laughs> Look, you see, he just put his last name. He put the whole name down. But no, yeah, my yeah, email address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, Eric. He didn't put his address uh-huh. on. He put his P. He put his PO box on there. Yeah. See? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Eric. I think I got you. Huh? Go you ahead. should have it. You listen to the show. Eric let l e t s talk at gmail dot com. I'll say it by say it again. Time, but okay. no, I'm not saying it. Again. Yeah, you cussed you and broke up. Eric. Oh, okay. Eric Let's L E T S talk at gmail dot com. All right. So let me let, hey, let me give you one more thing. Let me let me tell you what the uh, what the Democratic Party going to do. I'll be very surprised they don't. Now, when he made the statement about the, your your blacks your schools are shot. Now, here's what will happen: the ninety eight percent white teachers union will go and find a black woman to go on the news and refute. What he's saying, so they'll put a they'll put a black face up there. Why they only make up zero 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 percentage of the white teachers union? They'll put a black face up there to refute that to make sure that they maintain the black vote uh, based off that demographic with the preachers and your sororities. Now you mark my words. You may have a point there. I, I, you may actually have a point there. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a dark face, whether it's male or female. It's gonna be a dark face. But you're probably right. right. It probably will be a old woman. It, it probably would be. Um, let's see what else I had to talk about here real fast. Oh, y'all remember that the story about that kid that was found in um, Georgia, and his insides, his organs were gone, and they stuffed it with newspaper. Well, you know the family they they had um they sued for wrongful wrongful death, so for some whatever reason though they dropped the charges. Now the state of Georgia is trying to make them pay some of the court costs for all the other people that they were suing. Do you think that's right? Yeah, no. <laughs> Do you think yeah. that is right? I mean, <laughs> I, hey, that's real. That's real. Did it, did it say why they dropped yeah. the case? No, it just didn't give them no specific reason. No, it didn't. To say they dropped it, probably because all the the, the 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 back and forth, and you you know how you, how can I put it? How they delayed, you know, delay because of this and delay because of that. But I don't think I don't think they should have to pay anything because y'all haven't told me how, how my child organs, you know, came up missing, and he was wrapped up in a gym mat too. And stuff with newspapers. Somebody knows something. So now, since I'm deciding not to sue, y'all going to say I need to pay court costs? At least half of the court costs? I don't think so. Now, see, that's another that's another um 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 suit in itself. I think 
What you think about that, Michigan? Man, I don't know. I just I just know white folk is cold blooded. <laughs> That's all I do though. White folks are cold blooded. And you know the funny thing about it, it goes back it goes back to the sixteen hundred. I was reading where black business blacks not only with entrepreneurs, but they with entrepreneurs. And it is that the slaves they plantation on will let them start their own business. And sometimes it is sort of offshoot of the business that they were running for the plantation owner. And I've seen cases where blacks, I was reading cases where blacks, I think this is in like the latter 1600s. It's called, it's a book called uh, Black Business to 1865. And this was up in Connecticut or Vermont. Black business at that time was so competitive that uh, the white business people ran them out of town. And did you know <laughs> that you had a black business person, a Michigan man, that was making gunpowder for the Civil War? <laughs> he made. He wow. was doing very well in making gunpowder, and uh, they call it Peter, they, uh, the component of gunpowder. He was making that component that was called Peter uh, for the gunpowder that was used in the Civil War probably more so. Well, I think it was probably for both sides because, you know, they just go buy some powder so they can go back and load yeah, up there you go. and fire you, each other. Do what everybody else <laughs> yeah. do. All right, here it is. Um, the judge in the case, Judge Richard Porter, um, sent them an email last Thursday that the notion, the motion to award attorney's fees and expenses should be granted and that some amount would be awarded in each motion. Um, they haven't decided what, in fact, they're supposed to um, Decide on the motions today, sometime today. Um, the Johnson family sued both the Bell family and, and Loudies County uh, Sheriff Chris Pine as part of a wrongful death suit in 2015. Oh, okay, and, uh, that's personal. Oh, they sued them yeah, personally. The case, okay. Yeah, 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 the yeah. case was dropped in March of 2016, and the attorneys for both Bell family and Pine filed motions to have the Johnson covers the cost. Can you drop yeah, Yeah. Yeah, Kendra Johnson was I mean, um, yeah, high school and, and was found dead in a rolled up gym mat in January of 2013. Yeah. Well, how and did the they go about suing them? Huh? Yeah. Uh, how did they go about suing why? them? Suing who? The sheriff? The sheriff well, and the, the Bell family? And the family. Yeah, why did they shoot the Bell family? I would have uh, sued, sued the school district. <laughs> Uh, la, 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 la. It doesn't say why they sued the Bell family. Just tells you about hey, the investigation. Hey, attorney, the attorney probably uh, suggested that they sue. So what they ought to do is, is hire another attorney to sue that damn attorney. <laughs> yeah, it should be counter. It should be counter suits in that. Right. Yeah, I, but you hey, know, do, Michigan do you man, know? that's another problem that with, with blacks. Not all. I'm sorry. You're, but let me get this out real quick. That's another problem with blacks. Not all. They do not know the law. Yeah. I'm just talking about blacks. We know whites don't know the law, too. But I'm just talking about African Americans. Many of them, but not all of them, don't know the law. What they what they can do and what shouldn't be going on against them. Mm. I'm not arguing with that. Go ahead. I'm listening. Well, that was basically all I had to say. Oh, okay. Well, then, um, 
Yeah, it doesn't Man, seem like I was right hoping, I was hoping some uh, I was hoping some Hillary supporters would have rebutted uh, Donald Trump <clears> in the lesser two evils. Look, I don't think I don't think the black community want either one of them. I really don't. Like you, like we've said already, it's the lesser two evils. And with Hillary, it's it's more or less. Um, how can you put it? The name you know. Quo. I think I said yeah, that before. The status yeah. quo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. What's this man? The pastor. He said, "Black folk don't know any better <laughs> because we listen to side. We we believe in satire and parody too much." Pastor Scott said that. Well, it's true, fact. man. Uh, yeah, he I said mean, that's can, one reason well, why. Something is true, he man. Said, we got we got we got to say it's true. Yeah, he said that's one reason why black folk don't understand Donald Trump because we listen too much of the other stuff instead of what's really going on. That's what that man said. Now, I'm still trying to find out how much money Donald Trump they gave to his church because I want to know. Because you know some money that went through there somewhere. <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, I, I'm looking. I hope, I hope he got enough to start some businesses with. If he, hey, if he got enough to start some businesses with, I ain't even mad at him. Hey, that's more than hell. Look what that's, that's more than what the Democratic preachers get. Hell, they get new fans. New uh, and new views. <laughs> yeah, fifteen hundred dollars. But look what Hillary and them do with their foundation. How they buy off African leaders and everybody else. Well, you know, you know what, and, and I, I, I've, I've been listening to that, and you know, my, my my conclusion is on that that whole thing right there. They they're not doing anything that the others don't do. Well, they're true. not. Yeah. Now, the no, only problem yeah. is the the only problem is she's running for president and it's out there in the open right now and that's the only thing they got to latch on. I mean, come right. on, within the different circles, within the different circle political circles, yeah, 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 they know that. Do that. Yeah. But Donald Trump it, it, don't have a foundation that he's buying off African leaders. I can bet you. You know, that. that's like that's that's well, like he, Obama. He may not be do, he may not be doing it that way, Piaget, but you know he's doing it. If yeah, you, if you want like, in in any of them African country, you know he's doing it. You know damn well he's taking a suitcase in there with it with money in it. Yeah. You know, that's Lord, like Obama with all that green energy crap. You know, what, seven of those companies are out of business? But the, the Cilantro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but yet, but yet, the the um, people who are running them, they still, you know, doing well business-wise. So, uh, come on. It, it's part of the game. It's part of the corporation, yeah. the corporation um, um, payoffs that goes on that we will never know about unless, you know, somebody leak it. And then, of course, you know, they'll shut it up. They, they'll call, um, what's the girl name on Scandal? Um, you know what I'm talking about. Olivia Pope in to clean it up and everybody forget about it. You know, they'll, they'll have a mass shooting or something and it'll go away. So... <laughs> I know that's bad to say it like that, but that's what happens. <laughs> that is exactly what goes on. Hey, you know, you know, know that'd be a good point. I hope somebody do some research to see how much uh, uh, Barack Obama and his wife are worth. Uh, what was they worth before they went in, and what what do they be worth when they come out, as far as money wise? That'd be oh. interesting. Oh yeah. Well, well he sure still oh. at least had that million dollars he got from the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> See what his well, net worth is. Well, his net worth is uh, come on. His net worth is just 
Is come on, he's he's gonna get paid. He's gonna get paid. Well, I he don't hate on. I hope that him him and Michelle make as much money as they possibly can. Yeah, I, really I, I mean, I, yeah, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't have no problem with it. I just would well, be interesting well, to what, know what you could do is well, yeah, you see where they make their money at. That'll tell you who they was. Hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute, well, Michigan, man. He ain't gonna be speaking at an NAACP convention in the future because they don't no, want to no. pay. No, <laughs> 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 you know they they don't want to pay they nobody. They're gonna sell fish dinners at the door to, to pay and to pay <laughs> the fundraiser to pay. I'm, I'm gonna invite Michelle over for for a show. That's what I'm gonna do. See, she take me up on it. <laughs> Your service got to stay outside, though. Yeah. I sent you that letter, Eric. Did you get it? Uh, when did you, you, you write that letter? When did you write that letter, man? How many years ago was that? Man, that was back around the time we was trying to start charter schools. Oh, okay. Hang on, I'll tell you. Eric, did you get it? Make sure you got it. I don't see where it came back. Well, if it didn't came back, I probably got it. 2007. February two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, we started our quest on charter schools back in like nineteen ninety nine. No, no, it was in two thousand something. Yeah, I got it. I got it. Open it up and read it, Eric. Yeah. You got. Uh, you ain't got enough time. Well, thank you. I'm just saying. You know how much stuff I'm getting sent right now. <laughs> I'm trying to read. Talk to you at the same time. Um. Wow. Okay. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> I was telling you, it's just me, Pink. I don't have a co-host anymore. Remember? You know, I'm gonna tell you so something, to... Michigan man, and, and, and yeah. Eric, you hear this? It is just a shame what this organization do to black folks. It is just yeah, a shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Which women? Which organization? NAACP. Yeah. Oh. Read that in the USC. Yeah. I had to yeah, read it. I already know. They, they they really do undermine <laughs> black progress. They really do. Yeah. They undermine Very it. Very much. Yeah. 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 That, that. They, they keep <laughs> that pace. They just All they want to do is pace black. Whites of 228 years ahead, NAACP yep. just want to keep that yep. pace, that same Look, pace. Pianca, yep. let's be honest. Where's the money coming from? Not coming from the black folk. Well, I agree with you, Eric. I, I don't have no no disagreement there. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you look right. at the things that not about the only thing that's good with them is the legal arm of it. But depends yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. You get past that, yeah, they ain't worth. They are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got you uh-huh. to remember that most most of your most of your um, presidents of your chapters are preachers, black male preachers. Mm. Yeah, except for the one here where I am, she's a black female. But yeah, you're you're right. Yeah. But, <laughs> now what is that saying? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, in in, in, in my journey of learning, I remember talking to uh, a white contractor one time, and I don't know how I got into the conversation, but I it got into the conversation about him donating to something. It might have been a school or something. You know what he told me? He said, I would make a donation, but I want to be able to sit on the board. Yeah, bingo. You see that? That's our white folks. Like. Yep. I love it. Yep. I love they it. They want to make sure that the money is being spent in the what direction where it won't 
it won't affect them, especially in producing any competition in any mm-hmm. negative way. I was the, uh, uh, yeah, I was the, the, the program manager for an organization. It was a $5 million organization. And the Whirlpool Corporation wanted to sit on the board. You know what I told them? I said, if you all no. match the $5 million, we'll give you one seat. <laughs> one seat. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, of that's better than that. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that, that hey, that's that's the way that's the way business roll, right? That's the way it rolls. That's right. Yeah, and, and and believe it or not, that's how the government roll. People don't believe that. That's how the government roll. That's why Puerto Rico is a colony today. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Puerto Rico was having some money issues. They kind of that went kind of got quiet. I wonder what happened with that. Hmm. Puerto Rico mm-hmm. is a U.S. colony. Mm-hmm. I know. That'll be interesting. To check on too. All right, y'all. Like we done ran the gamut now. It's time to get up out of here. So we're gonna let you get your last words in. I don't know if Miss Lady's still with us. So we're gonna start with Michigan. Go ahead, Michigan. Hey, I ain't got no say. Good show, brother. Good show. We'll see you Friday. Well, yep, see me Friday. I'll be here. All right. All right. All right. Peace. Yeah, Eric, ahead, I don't have man. much to say neither. Good show. Enjoy that letter. Uh, report Friday what you think about it. And uh, I shall be, be careful. Okay. Hey, you don't mind if I post it on my website, do you? Or you just want me well, to read it? In, I don't in know. Let me think court. about that. Okay. All right. Now, I just yeah. want to make sure before I put it up there. All right. Let me know. All right. <laughs> All right. Miss Lady, are you there? Uh, I think she gone. Yes, I'm here, but oh, I've, been, uh, I've been working, so I haven't been listening. <laughs> okay. Have well, last words. Okay. You yeah. too. Okay. All right. All right. Another outstanding show. Man, I tell you, a lot of information, good stuff. Hey, I'll be honest with y'all. I don't know. Maybe Trump, maybe I got a point. What is it? You know, what do you have to lose? Hey, you can ride with Hillary. You know what you're getting over there. You can ride with Trump. You kind of know what you're getting there. (laughs) You know what the bottom line is? And I guess this is the sad part about it. It really doesn't matter. Because whoever... Whoever you elect or they elect, however you want to put it, you're going to have to deal with the, the, the aftermath. Or you get your passport and roll out before the wall is built. And that's a thought, huh? Mm. <laughs> wow, that's scary. I may have to go and get a drink after that thought right there. But anyway, I want to thank you all for joining us today. Uh, man, I tell you, nice turnout, nice turnout. East Coast, Ed. 1441-689-709 Pianchi Blues Unchained You know what I love it when Blues Unchained come Because I don't care what I'm saying There's always a debate about it So I love it <laughs> yeah, See that's the, see that's what people don't understand You're going to have haters all right. You're going to have people that's going to disagree with you No matter what Don't run them away Embrace them Embrace them You learn some stuff that way Yeah <laughs> I know, I know. She said I was insane. I may be, but 
Hey, got to be a little on this on the on the dip side. You know, I do a show every week, twice a week, so <sighs> never know. All right, anyway, um, Michigan, thank you, man, Miss Lady Pianki. Sweetheart, you know who you are down there in the, in the state of Florida. Um, 734-469, all them triple ones on my thing. Thank you all for joining me. It's been fun. I enjoyed it. Um, if you, For those that be listening in the archives, thank you for listening as well. Don't forget, you can hit me up on the email anytime at ericletslettstalk at gmail.com. That's ericletslettstalk. <laughs> I'm sorry, gmail.com at gmail.com. Man, I tell you, I think I done had a little bit too much there. All right, so I'm going to get up out of here. Hey, my name's gone off of music. All right, well, I'm going to play y'all some music. I don't know what song is about to come up, but I'm going to play it anyway because that's the way I'm feeling right now. So remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, give with an open heart, but make sure you're forgiving yourself first. And the biggest and best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. Because if you laugh at yourself, man, all this other nonsense is just gravy. All right? So until Friday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, this is Mr. Talk saying, see ya. You've been listening to Let's Talk on Vlog Talk Radio. I'm out.
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 